Lydia Ellery, what is your favourite game? My favourite game is Final Fantasy VII. five years older than me he was into gaming and like you know when you're little you idolize your older sibling i um used to love playing games with him so we would uh play on the snares uh, street fighter 2 um was the favorite and i also remember playing mortal Kombat and stuff when i was little which now i think oh. about it's really bad i was so little playing this games but I didn't, <laughs> my mom had any concept of like what i should be playing on video games mm. and i turned out fine so it's all right um, <laughs> But yeah, so, um, and then I sort of, I got really into it, um, and my mum bought me a Mega Drive, um, and my brother sort of got out of gaming, he grew up and got interested in music and sports and stuff like that, whereas I just got more and more obsessed with it, so yeah, that's how it all kind of started. Mm, and like, what about further down the line, like future, con- future consoles and games and all that there, before we get the Final Fantasy? Right, so I well, I had a Mega Drive, and then I remember the day I got uh, bought a PlayStation One, which was just the most exciting thing in the world. Um, and God, then then I, well, then we got a PlayStation Two, which is technically supposed to be shared between me and my brother. I can't remember how old I would have been there. Probably about um, I would have been an early teen. But I just remember that we my mum didn't buy us a memory card to start with, and we got it on Christmas Day, and we got Grand Theft Auto Three with it. So um, we used to just play it every single day for like 10 hours or something and then end the next day because we didn't have a memory card i can't remember how long it took us to get a memory card but yeah i've played the beginning of that game a lot um and then oh god what am i missing we did have a dreamcast um i used to play sonic adventure on that non-stop i know like i I played it now and it's aged awfully but like i loved that game i was really into sonic when i was a teenager um and then i sort of didn't I got out of video gaming a little bit like I went to uni and stuff like that and I didn't play as many games I would just play sort of retro game like not retro games but games that nostalgic meant stuff to me like Final Fantasy 7 and things like that I'd play that um but I wouldn't really play new games until I started up Square Gaming when I was about 20 and then I got like right back into it again like you mentioned how you used to be crazy about Sonic talk and part about that okay well I I don't know this is just the thing like I I had but when I was younger like a teenage like sort of early like teens I used to get really into stuff like you know when you just you get like obsessed with stuff like a band or something Mm. I just got obsessed with Sonic the Hedgehog I um I used to collect all the comics, Sonic the Hedgehog comics. I still have them. Um, I have <laughs> like loads of them. Uh, I used to just play Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2 nonstop. I had like Sonic Heroes and things like that. Um, and I was 
I, I played the uh, earlier Sonics when I was little, uh, like Sonic uh, the Hedgehog 1 and 2 and Sonic and Knuckles and stuff like that. Um, but it was more about the Dreamcast, um, that sort of stage of my life when I was obsessed with it. I used to like <laughs> write little like fan comics and draw pictures of Sonic. I was just obsessed. It was really weird, actually. <laughs> but yeah, so um, Sonic meant a lot to me at that age for some reason. I think it's also because one of my best friends was into Sonic as well. So we both kind of shared that um love which you know made it more mm. to talk to someone else about it because i didn't really know any other girls who liked video games so that was nice well how do you feel about current sonic today because obviously like there's two people involved with the show who really love sonic mm. uh who we'll hear from further down the line but like there kind of seemed to be this kind of split on this obvious split by now that most people just avoid the modern games and just have this nostalgic love for the old ones yeah i'm gonna pretty much fit in with that camp um i haven't even really played that many new sonic games i'm trying to think what they even were they've been um uh, i played one on the wii uh what was that sonic colors yeah possibly but i whatever it was i didn't really like it that much i got it off um love them not bringing it back pretty quick uh and the new you know they the re we did um what's his face uh sonic event no sonic the hedgehog the original they redid it um and i didn't like that much either just because i found it was really slow and it just didn't feel like naturally speedy and frantic like like it should have oh but a good one i did actually really like was sonic generations yeah i love that game that game was really good for me that was like back to what sonic should be like um i really enjoyed that the, the other two who I've had on to talk about kind of Sonic in part animus, like, they, like, at least for one of them, like, they don't like Sonic Generations at all. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, like to be honest, like, in terms of Sonic for me, like, I've only played, like, part of Sonic 1, mm-hmm. and then part of Sonic Generations, and part of uh, Sonic 4. Right. And beyond that and maybe a bit of sonic adventure one and that was on the, the psn version not the dreamcast because i didn't have any play uh non-playstation consoles until about nearly nine years ago but anyways um in term in terms of um uh, sonic stuff like i I've, I've i feel like i've kind of missed out on childhood here especially uh as well as missing out on early sonic games mm-hmm. uh, like I've missed out on early Mario games as well. It didn't take up until Mario Galaxy to realize that. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Like like, um, Mar- Mario Galaxy was kind of my first foray into the three D platform Mario series. So like like I I used to play um SNES games with my cousin. He'd bring around his SNES, mm-hmm. and um, he would he he would play Mario. But for some odd reason, I never played um, um. Uh, like the old Mario games, which was kind of bewildering for me. Yeah, Mario's amazing. What's wrong? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I, I've missed out on so much. Mm. So, so much because I'm just an idiotic PlayStation fanboy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I guess I was never really like a fangirl for any specific console. I was quite lucky in the sense that I got to experience lots of consoles when I was little so, and growing up. So I've got, I had quite a good sort of, you know, uh, bit of everything rather than just sticking with one what about no what about the consoles you have with you now like ps3 4 360 <laughs> one i have um at the moment i've got a ps 
a 3, I've got an Xbox 360, I have a Wii U, and I have a PC uh, at the moment, and a 3DS. Those ah. are consoles at the moment what, what are your games the choice uh well last last night me and holly did some streaming and we did some horror games um so that was fun have you played five nights at freddy uh no that's that's horror isn't it yeah horror yeah it was absolutely terrifying <laughs> oh, it's, God. it's really scary um so that's what we're playing on the pc at the moment um the 3ds i'm playing virtue's last reward which is the uh sequel to nine doors nine hours nine people or something i can't remember what it's called now it's basically 999 um and it's like a super super uh japanese um point and click puzzle game um i say super japanese like it's incredibly pervy <laughs> but it's, yeah but it's, it's good though it's very different and very dark and weird um so i've never played a game like it um and what else am i playing at the moment oh of course i'm playing through final fantasy 9 at the moment as well uh which is brilliant because i also love that game talk about squid game how you set that up and why you decided to set that up and uh the success of it okay so um about four years ago i used to work as a nanny and i this particular job i had at the time i hated it um and we i was listening to the radio one day and it was like video game week like i think or something like that and and, um they were doing a piece on how there weren't many females in the video game industry and at this point i didn't know anyone from the video game industry like i was literally just a you know normal not 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 a normal person but a person that wasn't anything to do with it and i heard that and i was like oh wow video game industry needs women i should do that i like video games um and i was originally gonna write a blog and I did write a blog actually. I did a few few entries, but writing um, isn't isn't a stronger point for me. I much prefer, um, I guess, yeah, presenting. So I thought, okay, well, I'll do a video instead. And I got some help um, from my boyfriend at the time, and because I said, you know, how do I like capture video games and how do I do this? Like it was so new territory to me. I didn't know anything about it. Um, and then one day I just sat down and I recorded a video about Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney and I've actually taken it down now. I do, I still have it, but I took it down because it's so bad. It's so bad. But, um, so I recorded that, edited it, put it up, um, put it on my like social medias and just like got addicted to making videos, just got really into it. Um, and then it just kind of went from there. I mean, I'd like to say it snowballed and spiraled out of control and now I'm like some super famous YouTube star, but it's uh it's very slow and it's very difficult to make yourself um noticed on youtube but obviously it's grown a nice amount in the last four years and i did take a year out as well so yeah uh, yeah i'm pretty pretty happy with how it's done Let's move on to your favorite game, Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> which, for all intents and purposes, is one of the most beloved games of all time. Yeah. One of the most beloved games of all time. Like, if this chance are this would come out on most lists of anyone's favorite game ever. Mm-hmm. So, um, just talk about how you got into the series, because I'm assuming like everyone else at the time you pretty much got in around seven or even eight yeah for me so it was it was seven so seven came out in 1997 so i was eight years old 
Um, and we had a PlayStation 1 at this point. I can't remember. I think it must have been my brother who um, got it or, like, you know, asked for it as a present because I wouldn't have known about it. Um, I didn't really know anything about what games were coming out and stuff at that age. But we, um, yeah, so we, we had it and my brother played it and I used to watch him play it. And I remember when I was like, okay, I'm going to play this myself. And this was really fun. And I just got absolutely addicted to it and continued to be addicted to it for just years. Like, I can go back and play that game and still love it. It's just the most perfect game. Hmm. And, like, this was at the time when, our, like, RPGs weren't very commonplace in the mainstream. But after Final Fantasy VII, that just kind of blew up. Why do you think that was? I think, well, for me anyway, um, it was just the perfect timing because I was into um, sort of fantasy uh, stories and films and TV and things like that. So being given this platform to immerse myself in a fantasy world where I was, you know, I was the main character and it was just this huge, you know, three, four, four discs or three I can't remember seven, seven was three discs and yeah, three, yeah. yeah so this three disc which at the time i was like whoa holy crap this game is huge like massive world um which was you know this sort of jrpg style which again was really new um, and interesting uh it just really captured i think everyone's imaginations and yeah just went crazy after that and like you're, you're talking about how you how you're playing final fantasy 9 right now but like that that kind of has a kind of the fantasy s you know environments that we've come to know the series from by now or in part of it anyways but like final fantasy 7 was the first kind of game in the series to introduce a, a futuristic well not yeah i'd say futuristic kind of, a kind of world um like talking part about about that world about exploring it how you found it well i mean uh so um i remember when you so the first few hours you're in Midgar, um, and I, like Midgar is actually my favourite place in the world. I love the slums. Um, I, my favourite um, sort of it's so early in the game, but one of my favourite sections is the wool market section where you um, get dressed, crowds dressed up as a woman and stuff like that. Like, um, and then you know the Shinra building, all that. So that's kind of just like this sort of dirty, uh, massive city. Uh, and I remember when you first leave Midgar, it's like wow, there's actually this huge world to explore it's not just all taking place in this city there's all these different towns and villages and um yeah i just i just love the world um you know from the little tiny towns like calm and stuff which has the the cute little music and um you know going to uh red 13's uh hometown with all the you know big rocks and everything i don't know i just i just love the diversity of it i think the world is so interesting because it is so like every little town, every little city, village is different, and the music's so good that it just makes it such an exciting place to explore. Let, let's talk about um, the music because obviously, um, the music is such a commonplace part of the series, thanks to Yumi uh, Matsu Sans works. Mm-hmm. Um, like, talk, like talk about how like the mu- like the music because it's obviously such a key part of the game and the series. Yeah, well, Seven for me has. Yeah, I think it's my favourite music from any Final Fantasy. I love Final Fantasy IX's music as well, but Seven just tips it for me. Um, it's just, the music is so iconic, and 
the reason that I feel personally like the music has gone slightly downhill as the Final Fantasies have progressed is it it's got so complicated and so uh, maybe it's like the production value's gone up. I think it's lost some of its charm because it's all these big sweeping epic you know, orchestra, things that it might not stick in your head as much. But back in the days of Seven, I just think the melodies and everything were so simple and, like, haunting and lovely that they just stick with you. I mean, like, Sethiroth's theme is it's really simple, you know, da, da, da. but it's it's so creepy and, you, you know, you just instantly, as soon as you hear the uh, the intro, the beat, you just know what it is. Um, and obviously, Aeris' sound, uh, soundtrack, when... You know, certain things happen in Final Fantasy VII. Do, 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 Like, it's so simple and so pretty um, that I just think it's just the most well-composed music. Like, is, like, is there any aspect of um, Yui Matsu's Yui sounds work in further down the line before he left Square? Like, is, like, is there any further soundtracks down the line that you enjoy uh, since seven? Well, I'm trying to think. I'm not actually sure when he... Left? What Final Fantasy did he leave? Yeah, I think it was ten. It was after ten he left. I'm right. not sure. I'm checking this up now, but like, right. go on. Because I mean, after ten is where Final Fantasy, I I've stopped sort of enjoying it as much. So that might be something to do with it. Um, eight it has a good soundtrack. It is good, but it doesn't stick with me quite as much. I don't think it's as unique. Nine is brilliant. Um, I love the music from Nine. Um, some of the like uh, there's a song called Roses of May and stuff. They're just really pretty. And there's the Melodies of Life, which like, what I like about uh, Nine is that she use the same song over and over again, but they just do it in different ways and, and um, change it up a bit. And so you never even notice it's the same song, but it's, it's quite clever how they, they do the soundtrack in Nine. And Ten's good, but again, didn't stick with me as much. Um, so yeah, I think Seven and Nine stick out having the best soundtrack, definitely. Yui Matsu left Square Enix in 2004, by the way. Okay. Uh, so this was after 10-2. 10-2, right, okay, that makes sense. Because, yeah, I I think it's, like, you can tell that he left. It was a big difference in the music production after he's gone. Mm. Like, like, what about 13? Like, I think for all the faults 13 rightly has, um, because that is a really bad game. Um... <laughs> I think part of that soundtrack is really good. Is really good. I I can't I can't comment. I'm afraid I haven't played thirteen. For me, the last uh, Final Fantasy game that I really uh, like gave lots of hours to was it actually was ten two. Ah. <laughs> yeah, not not that that's a good game in any way or form, but that's probably the last one I really. Um... Oh, I played I played twelve a bit, but I didn't really enjoy it. So yeah, twelve was the last time I think I really sort of. Uh, gave time to a Final Fantasy game, so I couldn't even say anything about 13. And there's been about a million spin-offs and everything as well. Yeah, and like you mentioned the spin-offs there, and we're talking about music. I Like, you're playing Fear of Them right now, Curtain Call. Yes, yes. Curtain Call is amazing. <laughs> I have I have the first Fear of Them here on 3DS. Like, as someone who's not a hardcore Final Fantasy guy, and, you know, the first installment in the series, like, I properly played was 13. Which was a bad choice, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Fear, I have the first fear of them on Fidesz. I I love that game. Ah, like, oh, so good. It is. It's, it's just brilliant, isn't it? It's such a simple yet fun game. Yeah, Stup- stupidly simple, even even simple enough for a baby to play. <laughs> 
Yeah, but you have to, yeah, Theatre Rhythm, um, I didn't actually play the first one, but uh, Curtain Call, I love. I, I, like, I hadn't, it was one of those things that I can't believe I didn't actually know about sooner. Like, I, I was aware that Theatre Rhythm existed, but I just never gave it any attention because I don't even know what I assumed it was. It just didn't interest me. But as soon as I played Curtain Call, it was like, oh my God, how did I miss out on this? I love the music from Final Fantasy. This is like my nerdy fangirl dream. But let's get back to Final Fantasy VII then before we go way off track because that's going to happen a lot this things. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, we've talked about the music, we've talked in part about the world, um, let's talk in part about the writing on the game, or rather the story of it, to be honest. Like, talk about the aspects you love about that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can even say, like, what is it, like 17 years since One Fantasy came out, I still, the story is still a bit baffling, like, it's still really confusing. Um, I mean, as Final Fantasy stories usually are they're so complex um and especially with seven you know uh, it, there's aspects of it now which still confuse me um but yeah i mean the characters i think make final fantasy 7 for me um i love cloud i think he was just the perfect um you know leader and hero which i think for me is where eight wasn't quite as interesting because i didn't connect with school as much as i did with cloud uh, even though they're both, you know, moody gits, um, set, uh, found Cloud just more likable. Um, and of course, the whole, you know, there's the the triangle, the love triangle going on, uh, which is, you know, y- you play a part in it at the beginning, kind of how you, how you answer questions and things, who likes you more, you know, who you go on a date with when you go to, um, uh, uh, gosh, what's it called? Um, oh, Gold Saucer, that's it, Gold Saucer, right, what was I saying? Um oh yeah so um talking about the dates uh so of course the date that you can go on when you're at uh, the gold saucer is sort of uh relies on the choices that you make throughout the game i love any game which sort of gives you that kind of interaction mm-hmm. um of course the the ma- the main bad guy is was just crazy seth roth was just the most ultimate badass uh character which is something that nine lacks as much as i love nine the uh the bad guy doesn't live up to to seth roth he's just brilliant same with eight um no one i don't think any final fantasy has ever been able to kind of accomplish what they did with seven's uh you know evil guy um surely what else i mean of course there's the the massive shock death which yes yes you know that was massive um it was you know taking a main character who you know, you'd, you'd leveled up, you'd grown really attached to. I used to, like, use her in my party because she was, you know, specialised in healing, so she was really useful. And then they just freaking killed her off. <laughs> it was, you know, the most intense shock tactic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's got all these different uh, qualities which make it just the mo- most exciting and um, immersive story. Let's, let's come back to Eris Steph because, like... That's like, like, like you said, 17 years since the game came out. In fact, it's 20 years this year the game started development. Mm, wow. And that scene is very infamous by now because of how iconic it is. Yeah. Because of how much it's basically become a meme. Like, spoiler, Ares died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, talk about your reaction when, when you played through that, or not when you played through, but when you saw that scene, like, mm. you saw Sephiroth coming down and just go, in the Ares. Um, I, God, I mean, I think I was just so upset. I think I probably cried. <laughs> 
I'm probably not the only person though. I think that scene made lots of people cry. Um, it was just so beautifully done. You know, uh, before that, Ares had uh, Ares had gone um, uh, missing from your party. So you know, you're trying to track her down for ages. Um, so you haven't had her in your party for a while. But by that point, you know, you develop quite a relationship with her. I think that's. I'm kind of trying to think now how far that is into the game. And near the end of this one, possibly. I might. I might be wrong on that. But um, either way, you've had many hours to get attached to this character um and i always wanted eris to get with cloud when it was kind of like do i want cloud to get with uh tifa or eris i always wanted him to get with eris uh just because i liked her more um so it was extra upsetting for me um and then yeah the the cut scene obviously the cut scenes back then they weren't exactly didn't look particularly stunning they weren't that amazing the, the cut scenes didn't get really cool in final fantasy until number eight but mm. um seven you know it's only got a handful of them but that scene where he just you know he floats down and just stabs her through the stomach i mean it's it's brutal and she just slumps over it's mm. you know they don't pull any punches it's, it's just really horrible and then of course um it's the way so the materia it uh, falls out of her hair and with every bounce is like a note from her song so like do 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 like it's it's haunting the way they did it it's it's beautiful and then just seeing cloud like let her just drop into the like wherever they are the water and just fade disappear forever you know it's it's really upsetting they they did such an amazing job of just breaking everyone's heart that's probably an apt way to describe it yeah (laughs) um on the flip side like like you talked about about them in part just then but like um like what about sephiroth because like he is the bad guy do end all bad guys not just in final fantasy but like ever in mm-hmm. games anyways well yeah i mean i like i just don't i can't think of a, a game where well i mean there's you know there's a few uh, ganondorf is pretty um pretty iconic in that sense um from zelda but i uh yeah i just don't think any kind of bad guys lived up to um Sethros completely insane crazy uh you know evil persona that he has like a like his style you know the long black coat the long thick thin sword and his gray hair i actually when i first played my i thought he was meant to be really old because he had this gray hair not realizing that it was just a kind of like jrpg style where you know younger characters can have crazy colored hair so i think he's only meant to be like 22 or something um but yeah so you know his style is very simple uh but you know um so he, you know like you you instantly recognize him but the fact that he's just such a nutter with his mum um jenova and like the promised land and all this crazy crazy stuff um he just yeah like he stands out his especially again like i said before his music is so uh haunting with the you know the choir and everything and like whenever i think about seth i just think about that scene in um in seven where he that music's playing and he appears in the fire and he sort of just walks away and he's just the ultimate badass like he is the ultimate bad guy for me and of course in relation to Sephiroth there's of course one winged angel yes exactly you know that's just the best theme it's um yeah I just I love Sephiroth I do on the flip side of Sephiroth there's perhaps Cloud who's even even now is living on infamously in the Final Fantasy series in one way or another not not in ac- the actual car and like actual characters popped up throughout the series but like in comparisons like even 
even now, when Final Fantasy fourteen came out, there was kind of comparisons between Cloud and Lightning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but um, just just talk about Cloud for a bit and like how how influential he's been for the series. Well, like I said earlier, I love Cloud um, as a character. Um, I think I mean I'm personally I know opinions on the main characters in Final Fantasy can get split down the middle. I know lots of people love school. I do like school, don't get me wrong, but it was another kind of like moody main character who just wasn't for me as interesting as Cloud. I love Nine because I love um Zidane um Zidane, I don't know however you want to pronounce it. Um he, he I like I like that they had a cheery, happy character. Um who was totally opposite of Cloud, but I love them both. Um and then they did another, you know, they did another cheery character with Ten. They did Titus, and I just found him incredibly annoying. So they just kind of have hit and miss. Like they've done, you know, they've done some grumpy characters who I love, and some happy characters who I love. But they've switched it around, done the same, and I've hated them. Whereas Cloud, which is the perfect level of like emo, I think he was this stroppy, um, you know, miserable git. But you couldn't help but think he was just really cool, you know, with his massive Buster sword. And then the more you found out about his, you know, vulnerability about his past and everything and you saw him soften throughout the game you you know you fell even more in love with him you know he sees someone that he feels strongly for gets stabbed in front of him and you know he finds out all his past is a lie and he has this just horrible stuff happen to him and by the end like, I like one of the favorite things he says is like he said to everyone let's mosey guys and everyone's like what the hell like he turns into this like cute friendly guy by the end I just I like the um the transition that you see from the absolute grumpy miserable git at the beginning to this you know uh nicer guy by the end in terms of its legacy what do you think such legacy will be for Final Fantasy 7 mm, well I mean it's, it's already been I mean there's still uh, so much stuff that's come from 7 um obviously there was Advent Children and um uh, there was there's been multiple kind of like cartoon sort of spin-off things and stories and, and films and everything and it's it's always gonna like I think when anyone thinks of the perfect RPG JRPG it's always gonna be Final Fantasy 7 I mean personally I am one of the people that would freaking love them to do a remake of it but a very specific remake. I think they should um, they should remake Final Fantasy VII, make it look real beautiful. Like you know, they did that demo when um, was it when three? But... Yeah, PlayStation Three was announced. Yeah. Yeah, and it looked amazing. Just the intro with Aeris um, walking along. Uh, I just think it looked beautiful, and I want that. But <laughs> I don't want voices because for me, voices was the beginning of the end for Final Fantasy. I hated it when Ten had voices. Titus sounds so freaking annoying. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh god, shut up. Um so and I I love giving the voices the characters' voices myself. Like I'm such a nerd I like giving them like their own little accents and stuff. Uh so I would hate for them to have voices because I'm also a Kingdom Hearts fan and Obviously, in, in Seven, um, sorry, in Kingdom Hearts, characters from Seven pop up in that, and they have voices, and I'm, I'm not a fan of them. Especially, I think, uh, Aeris's voice, she just sounds really drugged up and confused. Like, it's just not how I would have imagined her to sound in any way. So, things like that are just really, like, oh, disappointing. So, I want them to remake it, but still have text, because text just wins for me when it comes to a, a fantasy story. And, um, like, you mentioned in part as well, like, the compilation of uh, Final Fantasy Seven, like, with Advent Children and the games that have kind of come after Seven in terms of spin-offs. Um, like, like, talk about Advent Children first. Have you seen? Have you seen Advent? 
Yes, I have. Um, a few years ago now, but I did. I have seen it yet. I really loved it, actually. Um, I mean, like I said, I'm trying to think how long ago I was. I saw it now. It's probably like six, seven years ago I saw it now. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. I think um, the. I, I think pretty sure I watched the Japanese version rather than the dubbed version, which probably helped because uh, I can't remember if the dubbing was that, like the English dubbing was any good or not, which would obviously have a massive impact on, on how good the film was. But yeah, it was good. Um, pretty like over the top and insane. But I just loved any excuse to see those characters again. I love that it had the, the Turks in it and everything. Um, because being such a huge fan of Final Fantasy, it's just nice to sort of get a little bit more from the story um, and have a little bit more from the characters. And, you know, it was quite sort of, um, you know, there's a lot of closure in it. Uh, because of Eris and Zach, what happens at the end? I don't want to be like spoilerific, but there's you know closure involved in it, and yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. And and you're talking part about uh, Zach, of course. We have to yeah. come the Crisis Core. Yeah. Um, that was. Uh, in terms of mainline games, thirteen was the first for me. But like in terms of Final Fantasy, any Final Fantasy game, Crisis Core was my first Final Fantasy. And. Uh, a large part of Animus and I really enjoyed it and one of the reasons why I enjoyed it was because of its in part Animus action gameplay rather mm. than turn based right um, like, like did you play Crisis Core? I did yes but uh, I, I I don't have such a um, I didn't have such a, a good time with it as you did I have to say ah, I ah. like I am I, um, I liked uh I like getting to know more about the, you know, the uh, the story before Seven, finding out more about Zack and everything, because he's such a sort of mystery in Final Fantasy Seven that it's it's nice being able to uh, get to know more about him. Um, and I think the graphics are great, and I love the cutscenes. Like some of them were just amazing um, with Sephiroth and stuff; they were just stunning. Uh, but just what you said you liked about it is what put me off it. I didn't like the uh, fighting gameplay at all i for me it just i don't know it just lost a bit of its spark the style of it i wanted it to be i guess i just wanted it to be turn-based ah so you're in terms of in terms of action like or turn-based you're definitely turn-based yeah i guess when it comes to like a jrpg i prefer turn-based um yeah i i just i don't know why i just connect with it more what about the future of the series like uh in terms of type zero, fifteen, like like you mentioned there, um, how you've not kind of been, uh, how I say engrossed in the series for thirteen or even fourteen because they're either not very well made, well not very well made, but they're not very very good games, or because they're online games. Um, like, are you excited for fifteen? Are you excited to play type zero? Yeah, I, well, actually, I mean, I, I know I just, um said I, I wasn't so keen on more recent developments but the trailer for 15 does look pretty spectacular um i i did i i am interested in it um because i don't know I, and the gameplay looked pretty made it just looks so freaking stunning that it has got me interested i'm really i mean it's hard for me to really say like oh the other games like 13 13 uh, 2 and stuff like that weren't that good because i haven't even played them <laughs> i just um, heard from other people. I've watched stuff online. I've, you know, I, I've just saw, seen it and think. Saw, uh, I've seen them and thought, 
they're just not Final Fantasy for me personally because it's so different to what it was when I was younger that when I play like this, those style of games aren't Final Fantasy for me. But so it's hard. I mean, like I'm being really unfair in my judgment. But um, also I've heard obviously awful things about 13, uh, which has put me off it. Yeah. You played like Lightning Returns and is it 13-2? Is it actually called 13-2? Am I being right now? It is, it is 13-2. Yeah. I mean, to play those, do you have to play 13? Yeah. 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 That, that's the thing. I, you know, I'd have to like go back and play 13. So I'm just... I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't force that on even my own worst enemy. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. <laughs> Does it all really. Uh, but yeah, no, I think 15 looks great. Um, Project Zero as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that the glory days will return. You know, that'd be nice. Have you, have you not been interested in playing 14? Because that, uh, apparently, like, I have a copy here on PS3 that I've been trying to get on the PS4. But um, from what I've heard of people, like, it seems more uh, akin to the Final Fantasies of past than games like 13. Yeah, I mean, I have um, seen lots of people have been screenshotting pictures from it and stuff, and it does certainly look uh, a bit more kind of the style of... Uh, days gone by. I mean, I know. I am definitely interested in playing it. Uh, it's it's right. I'm getting confused. It's the online. What's yes. online, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I tried eleven. Was it eleven? Was online. Tried yeah. eleven and just like did not get into it at all. And I guess that sort of made me wary of online Final Fantasies because I know that they can just kind of turn into this big repetitive world rather than a coherent like tight storyline. Um, but like you said, like people have been saying amazing things about it, so I'm sure it's a big step up from Eleven. If I had to ask, your yep. top three Final Fantasy games, how would they go in terms of mainline? Anyways, mainline. Okay, so seven be at the top, obviously. Seven's at the top, very, very closely, as in basically tying. But you know, to put it in some kind of order, I guess it has to go second. Would be Final Fantasy Nine. If you haven't played Nine, then and you have played seven then play nine because nine is brilliant and so overlooked um so yeah that's definitely my second favorite and then third one i would say i'm just gonna be boring now and say eight because i think those were like the glory days of final fantasy seven eight and nine those games were just for me i think that as being final fantasy when i know when people talk about final fantasy now it's been so many since then you know it's been 13 and lightning returns and 13 2 and online games and i don't think of those as final fantasy i think of seven eight and nine as final fantasy so yeah that would that would be my order so just name your honorable mentions uh go nuts Okay, honourable mentions. Well, okay, I've already spoken a lot about Final Fantasy IX, so uh, I probably don't need to talk too much about that other than, you know, it is a perfect game and people should play it. Uh, I also um, was in... I still am in love with the Metal Gear Solid series. Yes. So, for me, again, when I was a teenager, I was, <laughs> wasn't only just obsessed with Sonic, I was obsessed with Metal Gear Solid as well. Um, so, uh, 1, 2, and 3 are uh just incredible games i've played them again recently one is just it's just so good it like i just i love everything about one i know it's not quite as um sort of like when you compare it, I, th- I still think three's like a better game three's a masterpiece in my eyes yeah exactly but like the nostalgic 
love that I have for one and you know um this this the story and uh everything about it I just I love it and you know the relationship between Meryl and Snake and the bosses and um, everything about it it's just so good and music, you know the kind of uh the, the clever things they did in it like when you fight Psycho Mantis and changing the control around and making it vibrate and so it's like he's moving it with his mind and stuff you know it's just it's such a good game and Solid Snake especially as voiced by David Hayter is the uh, like up there in terms of you know like awesome hero I was talking about Cloud he's you know he's an awesome hero who I love I love Snake um, so yeah and same applies with 2 and 3 I remember I was obsessed with 2 even though it gets a lot of um, bad press and after playing it recently i do kind of understand why because um it is there's definitely lots that aren't as strong in terms of sort of uh compared to one it still is a really good game i think and i still loved it i must have played it like 10 times when i was a teenager yeah. um, and i think one of my proudest achievements was completing it on european extreme so i was uh just obsessed with it and yeah you know three we, we you know we just said it's basically a perfect game. Really, it's, it's the masterpiece, the Endor masterpiece as well, except for the Last of Us. But like, I, 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 I finished MGS three myself recently, um, along with two on my Vita, and like just play like, like you mentioned at the top of the show about how you started playing Nine again for the fir- like for the first time in a long time, and how that kind of reawakened your love for that game. Mm-hmm. Basically, for me, playing MGS three again. That was kind of the same for me because I didn't like. I knew I loved it, but like up until I played it again, I didn't realize how much. And by the end, like by the time I finished that game, I realized how much. I love MGS3, and I will forever love it until I go to my grave. It is an absolute masterpiece, and I will say that word until it is out of well worn out on that game. But it, it really is a masterpiece. No, no, I agree. You know. Um and I'm I'm so excited for um, Phantom Pain now. I just cannot wait for that game. Um, so yeah, I, don't know, I love another Zelda series. What else would be on my list? Um, I'm I'm a Zelda fan as well. Mm. Ocarina of Time has a very special place in my heart because uh, when we got a when I was younger, we got an N64 for Christmas, and I sat and watched my brother play Ocarina of Time, and it was just the nicest like nicest memory I have. Um, I just loved watching him play, um, and then I, and then again in, in similar sense with like Final Fantasy VII, I then played it myself, and I love it. It's just um, it's a beautiful, magical, um, like just a stunning game. Um, and sorry, wait, I need to I need a drink, Johnny. <laughs> I'm talking so long that like my throat is like going really dry. Headset. Right, sorry about that. Um, yeah, what I was saying about uh, Ocarina of Time. And again, I mean, I always come back to the same things with the music, um, like the Lost Woods song and, um, you know, Zelda's main theme and everything about it. For me, that's just pure nostalgia gaming. Like, I love it. Um, and the N64 was a really big time in gaming, I think. Like, Mario 64, again, freaking amazing game. I love that game. Um, I tried the... the, um, the They did, like, a remake on the DS, didn't they? Yeah, the DS, uh, yeah. And I, but I didn't love that as much. I don't know. I, I tend to like the like, originals more than I like the remakes. When they kind of try and mix it up a bit, it's like, no, don't change anything. It's perfectly the way it was. Um, all right, sorry. Now let me think. What else? You know, when you're like asked to actually 
on the spot what games you like you suddenly think i don't know <laughs> i know i like quite many games but now my mind's gone blank um okay so uh I think you said someone was coming on to talk or has come on to talk about Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Assassin's Creed 2, um, especially Brotherhood. I love... Uh... <laughs> I, I, I just don't get on with the rest of the series post 2. Oh, really? So what didn't you like about Brotherhood? Uh, I, I just couldn't connect with Brotherhood. I'm sure it's a great game, but for some reason it just couldn't connect with me. I like... like Maybe I need to replay it again. Do you understand why I couldn't get on? Because of fuck-ups on both the technical and human side, the final 15 minutes of this episode of My Favourite Game are now lost in the winds of time, which meant Lydia didn't get a chance to finish off her honourable mention section. However, she did say her top three games ever were Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy IX, and Metal Gear Solid. Because of said loss of the final 15 minutes, she didn't get a chance to hawk her stuff as well. So I'm going to do that for her. So you can follow her at Twitter at Squid Gaming. On Facebook at Facebook.com slash Squid Gaming. And of course on YouTube.com slash Squid Game. Thanks for listening to my favourite game. Next week, Dave Cook on Streets of Rage 2. Until next week, bye bye.